¡Viva la raza! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Viva La Raza, the journey of Eddie Guerrero in the WWF slash WWE. This is episode one. As always, I am Dave, and as always, I am joined by big, sexy Michael Rag. Olale. Olale, Eddie, 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 Eddie. We speak about him all the time on the main feed. Like, one of the goats. Yeah, he is one of the goats. So a big favourite of Mike and myself. Probably more, I'd say more you than me. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I've always been an admirer. Um, but I think for Mike, he's, he's in that top couple, isn't he? I, I think it's more because it was taken from us so so early. Yes. That it's always that... Hurts what that if? a bit more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's so many what-ifs. So many. Like, if Eddie would have stayed healthy, like, it, it was only young, it was very young when he passed. If he stayed healthy, there's so many matches. So with so many guys that enter WWE within, well, we could have had Michael Eddie. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. It's it's such a shame that we didn't have Michael Eddie during the this the period of time that he was with us. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because there was ample opportunity, so ample many. opportunity. Um, but there's multiple, uh, multiple guys that that entered the fray going forward where Eddie would have had not just in Brian. the ring, hundred percent punk. Yeah, they had that thing in Ring of Honor. Yeah. but they could have had that in WWE. And with. Um, his mic work as well. There's there's many many wrestlers where uh, his mic work would have been brilliant with uh, going forward. Like him and Cena, I feel like him and Cena if they would have had a good six month program. Yeah, the mic we had it for a couple of months. Yeah, it would have been phenomenal. When Cena stole his tire. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, but like with Eddie, I think he always had that like incredible ability of connecting with the audiences, didn't he? Um, like he, he won over the fans, not just with how good he was in the ring and with his little fucking his tactics, his eddyisms, but just his mic work, even right at the start, his mic work was phenomenal. And then you go on to his storylines with China. Do you know what I mean? Obviously then he disappears for a bit, comes back and becomes a staple member of SmackDown 6. Mm. Revolutionises SmackDown. Do you know what I mean? Brings back tag team wrestling. Yeah, 100%. And then he has the feuds like with JBL, Angle, Rey Mysterio. He has some great feuds as well. But So what we're going to do is we're going to go and go right back to the start and month by month, to pay-per-view, to pay-per-view, take a look at Eddie Guerrero within WWF, and then eventually the WWE. Right? So we're going to start right at the beginning. 31st of January, 2000. Feels weird saying that without a number on the end. Yeah. <laughs> Just Y2K. Um, four radical men debuted. Four, four radical, radical young, young men. men who all looked a little bit middle-aged. Especially Dean Malenko. Looks, like looks and sounds like he's 48 <laughs> years old. He's probably 20-odd. <laughs> but he's always looked like he's in his 40s. Yeah. Um, they make their debut in a tag match featuring the New Age Outlaws, Steve Blackman and Al Snow. Um, they're sat at ringside. Uh, Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross, they comment on how these men have turned, uh, turned their backs down, of uh, uh, the company down south. 
on that uh, Ted Turner organisation. We all know what there they've come from. Why don't you just say W well, fucking CW? Well, it's like when TNA did that ECW thing and they call it that extreme company from Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, you but, can't say yeah, the actual be, letters yeah, but that was because, because copyright. No, but I feel like WWE wouldn't give a fuck and they would have just because WCW mentioned WWF all the time. Yeah. So, I, I, well, anyway, um, they, they make their debut at the end when, well, their, their wrestling debut, sort of, um, where uh, Road Dog gets thrown into them. Road Dog's not happy, swings at Benoit, the radical four young men. That's Road Dog's fault. Right? <laughs> they, 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 he went over the barrier, they stood up, held their hands up, like, we're not touching him, we're not touching him. Why did Road Dog hit Benoit? Yeah. No point, no reason to. I, maybe he thought, why didn't you catch me? They should have caught him like a baby. Do you know what I mean? But they did. They kind of held the, Eddie, Eddie held his arms out to try and catch him as he was going over. Don't, I'm not weak, huh? Yeah. So they, the four radical young men get in the ring and hit all the moves. Eddie Guerrero hits the meanest frog splash. Right. I feel like if this didn't break his arm, he would have carried on doing this sort of frog splash. And it looks rough as fuck. It looks hard. He comes like it down hurts. like he hits so much speed and he brings his arms up and boosh comes down with a mean looking frog splash. Mean looking frog splash. Um, then a bit later on, Mick Foley introduces him in his great segment, introduces the four radical young men to WBF superstars. Uh, Main Street Posse get involved and they get rid of them. Uh, then we see the D'Lo Brown, the godfather, and uh, D'Lo and Eddie are like, yeah, good finisher, yeah, mint finisher. I'm like, hmm, I like D'Lo's frog splash, but I think we now have a new contender for the best one. Uh, we do. D'Lo's is mint, but Eddie's, that one is epic, epic. And then Godfather's looking at something like, I know what you want. <laughs> you don't need any, you come to me. Yeah, if you need some weed or women, <laughs> you guy. Mick Foley is introducing him to Triple H and he's like, they want an opportunity, they want a contract, they want to be part of Raw. Hunter's like, have you seen size he is? <laughs> no. It's like Saturn if you were taller, maybe. Benoit if you were taller, yes. Eddie if you were taller, yes. Malenko. <laughs> We've got a light heavyweight division. Yeah. Um, but then we get to the main event of this episode. Uh, it's supposed to be Triple H and Kane, uh, but Kane doesn't come out. Cactus comes out, starts scrapping with Hunter. The Radicals appear, uh, which and it's weird, like an ECW thing where Cactus's music starts playing while they beat fuck out of Triple H. Yeah, very <laughs> strange. Yeah. They were very ECW. Yes. Um, but a strong, strong showing by the four radical young men, especially Eddie Guerrero, mm. because of his finishers go, that Benoit's headbutt's good. But I, I love Dean Malenko's uh, suplex to set up Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Malenko moves like very much like um, Austin Aries. Yes. Looks like a video game character. Moves fucking beautiful. Love it. Malenko and Saturn are two of the best people to do suplexes. Mm. Mm. Right, so moving on. Uh, the episode of Smackdown, 3rd of Feb, all goes a bit Pete Tong. Uh, Triple H, he gives him opportunities. He says, if you can beat my guys, um, you'll get contracts. So we've got X-Pac versus Dean Malenko. In the main event, we've got Benoit versus Triple H. But halfway through the show, we've got Eddie Guerrero and Perry Saturn versus the New Age Outlaws. Um, Eddie wearing a shirt. Is his, yeah. t- is his body not good? Is he got a bit of a bit of a belly? Yeah, why is, is Eddie wearing a shirt? Yeah, he didn't wear... Where shirt in is, it not appealing? is this where it all stems? 
Is this because is his body not appealing enough to Vince McMahon? So he's like, and Dean Malenko, and Dean Malenko's allowed. <laughs> his little tubby belly. Well, right. Malenko's never going to have been the a star, star that yeah. Eddie and Ben yeah, Wall yeah. would go but on. But as, as Vince like said to Eddie, you've got to cover up. Your body's not good enough, and that's where Eddie's like, I need to get on juice more. Because he's already got his issues now. He already had his issues like in his early years, didn't he? As well, so I don't know. Well, you don't know. We just it's we weren't part of that conversation. But why is Eddie wearing a shirt? (laughs) Why is he wearing a shirt? And then it all goes wrong because Eddie hits that mean, mean ass frog splash onto Road Dog. It looks great, Um, but he comes down and kind of splats the mat with his hands, doesn't he? Yeah, like a double, like a like like a big ten. Yeah, and then it's nasty. Dislocates his elbow. Nasty looking thing. Um, Road Dog wins the match. Um, just I'd, covers him. Yeah, just because we know everything's in trouble. Um, so not looking great for Eddie. Not looking great for Eddie. It's, it's not, not great. great no. Started great well, we've dipped a touch. Moving on. February the 7th, Monday Night Raw. Um, the the Egg Pack comes out, then the Radicals come out and scare him off. Um, Eddie comes out in a sling. Um, but the first thing that I kind of noticed was the dress sense. Yeah. Could we look any more like four middle-aged young radical men? <laughs> it's like they're, going, they're all dropping their daughters off at prom. And they've been told, wives have told them, put a shirt on, you take him into prom. Oh, they're all going golfing. <laughs> um, I liked how they, kind of, they all had a bit of time on the mic, but Eddie got a great pop. to take this opportunity to thank you, the WWF fans, for your support. What are these guys saying goodbye, JR? Sounds like it. Good. Get out. And just for the privilege of being able to perform in front of you. Say goodbye, Rocky. They had their 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, he got a lovely pop. I think the fans are appreciating how fucking mean his frog splash is to the point where he snapped his own arm. It's like he's willing to put to it himself just to fucking beat you. Yeah. As Eddie gets on the mic and he thanks the fans for the support and the privilege of being able to perform in front of him. And Jerry's like, is this these guys saying goodbye? Uh, so is this it? Are we over? Are we done? Um, Hunter and Steph come out. Um, Cactus Jack's already out. Um, Hunter shows his uh, he says to the radicals it's time for you to show your appreciation to the man that brought you here and the man that's given you your opportunity and the man that's given you a contract and they all turn and batter Mick for oh here we go you gotta do what you gotta do here we go to get that job they smash Mick Foley all over obviously Eddie can't do much because he's a bit vulnerable he's, he's he, just he there because he, he's got FOMO he gets boots in that's it um, a bit later on with Michael Cole uh, Foley believes that friendship comes before business, says Eddie Guerrero, and he's chuckling about it. And it's like, like you said, Benoit says as well, we've got to it's do what we got to do. Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins. Um, the main event, um, Eddie's not involved, obviously, because obvious reasons, and it, but it's their Kane return. It's supposed to be a, Eight versus a, a, one. a four on four, and, but Rikishi, um, so it's Rikishi, Too Cool, Mick Foley, and, and The, the Rock. Rock. Yeah, against obviously DX and the, the four radical young men. Uh, but then Kane's big return batters everybody as rogues off the air, but obviously Eddie doesn't really get much involved. Because 
why make you injure worse? That's it. Do you know, he's got to be looked after, especially when his finishing move involves his arms. <laughs> he kind of needs that shoulder. So moving on, February the 10th, SmackDown. Um, Eddie, we see him backstage during Perry versus Grandmaster Sexy. Um, but then he, we see Eddie, he comes out during Dean Malenko versus Scotty Tuati, which that becomes quite a staple, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, that, that, that's, that's your like heavyweight That's your Sunday night main, main event. event for years. He comes out and gets some boots in, uh, but Scarpers once Grandmaster comes out. Um, he then shows up during Rikishi Benoit, um, but doesn't do too much. But again, there's not much he can do with uh, Eddie, who he's got to be looking after this injury right now. Yeah. But I like how we've not taken him off TV. We still we're keep him We keep him, him on there. TV so people don't forget about him. 100%. 100%. He can uh, still come out and do a promo. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, moving on, 14th of February. Uh, the four radical middle-aged young men, uh, they start off the show. They're joined by DX. Um, so it's like super group. Like you had your, your um, Ministry of Darkness with the corporation when they joined together to make the corporate ministry. I feel like D-Generation Radicals needs, needs a name. Mm. <laughs> it needs a name. Radical X. <laughs> radical X. Sounds D Radical so, X. D Radical X. It's so, you can't use the word radical. I hate it. It's, it's one of the worst words that Americans ever brought to the world. That's radical, man. <laughs> Later on, it's uh, Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn versus Rikishi in a handicap match. Um, Eddie Guerrero comes out with a very phallus looking lead pipe. It's very veiny. Yeah. <laughs> and cracks Rikishi. Jerry says, it's very courageous of Eddie, Eddie Guerrero coming out with his arm in a sling when he's swinging this fucking pipe on Rikishi on his ankle. Well, he's using his good arm, but uh, his, his good arm, he's looking a bit like Quagmire in an episode of Family Guy. Yes. <laughs> Where he's got it. a very strong arm. <laughs> when he gets a knock on the door, he's like, did I hear something? Because uh, his arm's like Popeye. <laughs> Uh, moving on then to uh, Smackdown February the 17th it's Tool Call versus the Radicals um, Eddie sneaks in with the Phallus again and helps his teammates win uh, Rikishi he's brilliant Rikishi makes the save the crowd see him before we do because it takes him fucking ages to hobble down to the ring to make the save to a point where Perry Saturn comes out and he's hobbling up to me and mocking him <laughs> oh, that was a great scene he's walking slower than take what's it ring yeah Eddie with the uh, the phallus again smashes the fuck out of Rikishi's ankle and then I love how the radicals they mock too cool they put the sunglasses on they went to do the dance uh, I thought that was great so uh, that's the coolest least boring thing Malenko's yes. ever done uh, then Eddie's in his first singles match goes one on one with Rikishi but because Rikishi's fucked he, gets, know, been he, put in an he gets awarded the victory so Eddie Guerrero is now one for one on paper for, on the history books, Eddie Guerrero beat Rikishi. That's it, one for one. We've, we've lost in a tag match, we've won in a singles. One for one. Steady, solid start. He's like, hey, I did it! Yeah. I love how his first celebra- his first victory, though, had to be typical Eddie Guerrero. He's, won, right. he's won on a technicality. A, a win's <laughs> proper, a win. Proper Eddie. <laughs> a win's a win, is it? <laughs> so, moving on, February the 21st, Monday Night Raw. Um, he appears during Benoit versus Test, or on the network, 
testing the singles match. <laughs> he appears with his trusty phallus again. Um, the pipe shot assists Benoit with the victory. Um, and we get a zoom in of Eddie's smile, that, that, that psychotic, happy smile that Eddie does. It's perfect. <laughs> Eddie's brilliant. psychotic smile is just defines his character so well. <laughs> yeah. You see that and you get, oh, I get that character. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we get Eddie in, back in the ring. And he's doing well, say he's got a fucking fucked up arm. Um, it's Rikishi versus Eddie in a no DQ, and I fucking adored how Rikishi came out with three crutches. That All were, taped together. Come say, he's got reinforced crutches. Fucking brilliant. Reinforced, uh, three um, of them taped together with duct tape. We get a promo from Eddie. Um, he's saying, you're not looking too cool, they say. What are you happened? Put too much weight on it? <laughs> he goes, not surprised. Too much dancing? <laughs> he goes, yeah, I know, you hurt it two-stepping, didn't you? And then he goes, I tell you something, sweet cheeks, come here. <laughs> Great line. He goes, since this is an odd EQ and you want to dance, I'm going to show you a new step and it's going to be a killer. But oh, fuck, Rikishi's faked it. Like Brett did against Vince. <laughs> He's faked his ankle injury. Eddie loses, gets fucking squashed. Uh, so one for literally. Two, one for two, yeah, literally. Even the commentators said it's literal squash. The radicals don't come down to make the save. The big down is straight out the ring. Gone. He's like, do your spot. I've done my spot. Get out. Don't hurt yourself. Exactly. Exactly that. Um, But yeah, he's lost twice. But but he shows that Vince has got. He shows. Yeah, he's got uh, an idea for him because I'm I'm having him see something in him. Yeah, hundred percent. He's like, we're going to keep you on TV. I see it in you. Absolutely. That's why I'm keeping you on TV, even though you can't do much. Absolutely. So moving on to February 24th, which is the go-home show for No Way Out 2000. Um, it's, we get Kane versus Benoit and all the radicals come out with Eddie in his wrestling gear. So I'm thinking, hmm, that's promising. Granted, he's still wearing that shirt, but are we going to get a bit of, bit of in-ring Eddie today? Maybe. Um, beat down on Kane. The ref sends him to the back. And that's to the point where X-Pac comes out with a flamethrower and smashes Kane's face. That's yeah, I have Kane. You know, the guy who loves and lives in fire. Flamethrower. Flamethrower. Um, like fire with fire, I guess. But that was all all you got for Eddie. So even though he came out in his wrestling gear, got us all excited, we thought we were going to get a bit of Eddie in the ring. No, go back to wearing your fucking middle-aged clothes if that's what you're going to do. Don't be getting him excited like that. Well, he probably do not want to dress like a 48-year-old man. Because <laughs> he's not 48 yet. <laughs> but I think the issue is... Everybody forgot their claws. Right, Penny Saturn went to charity shop. <laughs> See, Saturn looks like he's wearing normal clothes. Saturn, does cool he looks, fuck? Hang, on, hang on a minute. Saturn's wearing tight leather trousers every time and these weird golden frilly like sparkly shirts and a Shane Douglas slash Triple H fucking flat cap. <laughs> it's, not, it's more of like, Looks more like a turd than the flat cap. <laughs> he looks like a turd. He <laughs> right. looks then, like Saturn. Right, and then... Benoit borrows, occasionally borrows one of his shirts, but the ones that have faded a little bit, they're not as sparkly and shiny as Saturn's, but Eddie's left his bag at home, and he's just borrowing what Malenko's got left. (laughs) (laughs) They're definitely the Malenko shirts, guaranteed. Um, So yeah, so we don't get any any more Eddie on that Smackdown. That leads us to then the main event of episode one, which is No Way Out 2000. It's a shame because I feel that if they would have four man been Eddie's still been fit yeah. we would have had to have a four on four here so we would have added somebody test because to... of his match with Benoit yeah that's someone you could have thrown in there's multiple op- options you could have thrown in there's, there's multiple faces you could have used 
oh, yeah. and, and like Godfather or Dilo. Do you know someone? You, Flash Flash yeah, Flash. you could have. You could have easily. But you, gotta, you don't throw that too that, soon. Yeah, don't do, too, don't do that too soon. But there's so there is a lot of guys that you could have easily put in there and made it a four on four without any issues. Like modern day, they'd be like, hmm, who would you choose? You couldn't choose him. You couldn't use him. You couldn't use him. Back then, the roster had the fucking hundreds of them. There's so many faces. Steve Blackman, Al Snow, you could have thrown one of them in. Anyone. Do you know, they could have found a load of space. Um, but yeah, it's a three-on-three, three, so it's Too Cool and Rikisha, which it should have just been Too Cool. It's this three of them. That's the name. But it's <laughs> T-W-O-2. Uh, <laughs> it's, too, it's always been Too Cool and Rikisha. We spoke about this before. I mean, uh, yeah, so Too Cool and Rikisha versus Sat and Benoit Malenko. Eddie Guerrero there with his uh, trusty, I imagine his trusty phallus, Locked away somewhere. Uh, we go backstage with Michael Cole. Um, he discusses Eddie's literal squash. Um, he says uh, he's not involved, but he'll be there with his uh, for there for moral support. Yeah. And he shows his his fallacy looking moral support. Um, he's a good friend. That's what he is. Yeah. Eddie gets caught during the match with his moral support, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, gets smashed. His shoulder gets smashed. Um, then he seems to go to the back for medical attention. I'm feeling Eddie's coming back out. Eddie's getting involved. He's got it. Eddie's going to make sure the Radicals win. There's no way uh, you're going to put over these four new Radical young There's men. There's no way they're going to lose their first pay-per-view. To Rikishi and Too Cool. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you can put them over. They can afford to get a loss. That's no problem. They can just have a dance on heat. Of course they can. Or they can get their heat back by beating them up and still dancing to end the, end the segment. Yeah. But no, the Radicals fucking lose. And I'm not putting it on Eddie Guerrero's score. Eddie Guerrero's one for two on the opening month. Yeah, right? he weren't, inv- yeah, it he weren't involved. He wasn't involved in yeah, the match. But I'm sorry, the Radicals should be for... Well, to be fair, they've lost fucking loads. They lost a DX. Benoit's lost loads. X-Pac beat fucking Malenko. Do you know why they Where have these come from? WCW. Exactly. But the thing is, though, I, ish, I suppose, even with Saturn and Malenko, they have a good run. Yeah. They don't get spat on and chewed up and destroyed like the vast majority of the WCW guys in a year's time. Buff Bagwell. Do you know what I mean? Brother. Well, yeah, I mean, he was abysmal. These guys were good. These are talented. Either, yeah, he's talented Every wrestlers. single one of them is a talented wrestler. So you can see why. Even if Vince didn't like him, the people around him would be like, Vince, don't be fucking stupid. These guys, there's a reason why he signed all four of them straight away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a reason, there's a reason why there was five of them. Like when they were the revolution... In WCW, there was five of them. Well, Benoit wasn't part of the revolution, but it was always associated with him, I believe. Um, or one of them wasn't part. Maybe Eddie Guerrero wasn't part of it. Um, but the fifth man was one Shane Douglas. Do you know what I mean? And he didn't get signed back because... Hmm, I wonder why. He's not the greatest of wrestlers. Do you know what I mean? So and. This, this, and because of history. And he's not a big fan of Triple H. There's, there's, a lot, there's many, many things. And Shawn Michaels he was never a big fan of him, neither, and he's still around. But yeah, we didn't buy Shane Douglas. But these four men come over, and you can see why longevity-wise. Obviously, Eddie and Benoit, probably Benoit because of deaths and stuff, gets that longer run than anybody. Um, but I feel Dean Malenko, he, he stuck around. Is he still part of, or is he now AEW backroom staff? He's now staff? AEW. But well, he, he worked as the backroom staff for years and years he and was years. A producer for yeah. years. He got a big career out of being this, this move. Eddie Guerrero, massive career out of this move. Benoit, massive career out of this move. Saturn, he had his moments. The moppy angle. <laughs> the thing about Saturn is, it, if he were taller, if he were bigger, it'd have been fine. Yeah, yeah. You're sticking with a good manager, because mm. he wasn't the best talker, but he had the look. Definitely. 
Definitely. But it was a bit too short for that look. Mm. I think the same can be said with Eddie, though. So Eddie, Eddie could Eddie, talk. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie had, yeah. had it. Eddie's, Eddie's not got physically right now. Eddie's probably not got the look. But, but Eddie's got character. Eddie's got everything else that you'd need to make a superstar. Do you know what I mean? The look's 25%. Uh, character's 50%. In-ring's 25%. Yeah. It, the character, the it's, promo... Everything character is what sells that makes the guy. The character is what Definitely. sells the merch. The character is what sells tickets. Definitely, hundred percent. People love characters. If Batman didn't have the character of Batman, he'd just be a guy. <laughs> just be a guy in a stupid costume. That's got a lot of money. <laughs> Drives around with that weird rake looking car. Hey, sometimes the car looks sick. <laughs> oh no, I like the Batmobile. I'm being. I'm saying if he didn't have the, the gimmick. I'm saying it was just a weird looking car. That's how people would think. Yeah. But it's not. It's the Batmobile. <laughs> exactly. But no, I get no, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think it if we're going on charisma and everything else that you need, like I said, to make that um character portion of what makes it a superstar. I say out oh definitely. I'd say out of the four radical young men, Eddie's definitely leaps and bounds above them all. Like Malenko on the mic sounds like he smokes hundred cigs an hour. Um Benoit's never been the greatest on the mic. No, but he's always yeah. been one of the best in the ring. I think that's the thing. That's where Benoit makes more... His character is built more about the intensity of him Benoit being a wrestling have, machine. Benoit should have always had a manager, I thought. Like when when mm. he was paired with Shane later mm. in 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, to me, is like, yeah. this is what they should yeah, think run with. At, this, at the minute, for this group of four, I think your talkers kind of need to be Eddie as your lead talker and potentially Saturn. Because Saturn can hold his own a bit better on the mic mm. than... Benoit and Malenko. Leave Malenko away from the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's That's just, why he's, he's always been man. considered Landstorm levels of boring. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that was the opening month or month and a half. Uh, no, month. Month and a bit. Month and a bit. Month and a few couple of days. <laughs> um, of Eddie Guerrero's WB career, WF career. And, and granted, the arm injury is not great. But I'm very impressed. Shit happens. I'm very impressed. And they've kept him on TV despite that. Very impressed. Because yeah. you see Eddie Guerrero just once and you see clearly see there's something here. We need to keep working with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting to see where they go with this because obviously that shoulder injury is going to keep Eddie out for a bit longer, I believe. Is he going to go? I, I can't remember and I've not looked yet. Do you know what I mean? So whatever we're going to look at in episode two. right? <laughs> see, it's, I can't remember how... How the radicals part ways? I th- I think it's just infighting, because I, so I remember I, what happened. I remember for a load of two thousand when they have the triple threat or the four way or whatever it is to when they when they're fighting between each other for the European title or intercontinental title, one of the two. Uh, I see that that's two thousand one. Mm. Mm. Interesting, but I know for the two thousand we have Eddie and Saturn for Euro title. Yes, yeah, yeah, but I feel that's when they're still pals, and I think that's when they because no, that's. Started Mamacita. Mm. Benoit breaks away first, doesn't he? In Alliance with Shane. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Mamacita. That's you get that's the bit Eddie and Mamacita, and you get Saturn and Terry, yes. and then Malenko, Pervirablita from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, then we'll leave it here for episode one of Viva La Raza, um, the Eddie Guerrero WWF journey. As always, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. See you in episode two. Until then, viva la raza.